I'm Hannah Kim. I'm Bonnie Poitra. And welcome to the 44th episode of the Even the Little Things podcast. Yes, today we'll be deliberating on stories from the internet to determine who was in the wrong, in our own opinion. Yeah, so if that sounds fun, stick around. Before we start, we just want to remind everyone that we're not professionals in any field, and that this podcast is just taught by the big, even the little things please go through. So without further ado, let's jump into today's episode. Okay, you can start. Hey guys, welcome back to the Even Little Things podcast. Uh, we are so excited for today's episode. Um, if you are on our Instagram, you know that we asked you guys to vote on which fun episode we would record today for you guys. And you guys chose this episode um, where we basically find stories from the internet and deliberate who was in the wrong, I mean, in our own opinion, on these different situations. Um, and Duani and I are so excited to be doing this episode because we love stories and we especially love controversial stories. And um, yeah, it's just going to be so exciting. Um, but before we get into that, I think we should do a little ramble. So Duani, is there anything you want to talk about today? Um, not really. I, um, I did something fun this weekend on the last weekend and I went camping, but I went for like two nights which is not usually something that we do because it's just like rainbow preparation. So we usually go for like one day, but I went for Sunday or Saturday night and Sunday night. And it was in like this really beautiful place. Um, I think it's like three hours or something away from here, but in like Winthrop, I think. And it was just so much fun. We went um, kayaking and um, just sat in the beach and, yeah, it was just so much fun. Um, and also there was like no service there. So it just felt so nice not to be on my phone. Like I barely touched my phone, except for like when we were on a car ride. But other than that, like mm. we barely touched our phones. And it just felt so nice not to be um, on my phone for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really cool. Um, my dad always convinces my sister and I to go camping with him at the end of the summer before school starts. And I am not a very, Dewani knows this, so she's probably laughing, but I'm not a very like outdoorsy type of person. I do enjoy going on hikes um, and walks and things like that, but I'm not super into camping just because I've always had such a bad experience with it. But I'm so glad that you got to go do that and have a refreshing time and spend time with your family and kind of relax. And, you know, I know that you really enjoy the outdoors. That's so fun. Um, But speaking of like outdoor stuff, I have been eaten alive by bugs. I don't know if this is like TMI or not, but I have so many bug bites on my leg right now. It's so insufferable. I hate bug bites. Like, as like soon as it's like evening and nighttime, there's just like bugs everywhere. And it's like horrible. And I feel like bug spray literally does nothing. Like I buy bug repellent and like spray it all over my body, but I swear like it does nothing. And like, I come home with like so many mosquito bites. Mm. I literally went outside because my dad was like, come on, we're going to go outside and like watch, I don't know, fireworks, which uh, uh, to be like honest, I'm not really into like fireworks or like 4th of July stuff. My dad was really excited. He was like, come on, guys, we're going to go outside. And I was like, "Okay, fine. So I went outside, um, which I was not happy about in the first place. And then literally I was there for less than 10 minutes and I was eaten alive. Like I have about five on each leg, like large bug bites and I've been scratching them like all week sorry if this is TMI guys but I have it's bothering me like I have this one there was one on my toe and it's like it like hurts to walk on it it's like so it's like extremely painful and it's just like a nuisance and literally no creams help like um you know they have like creams for bug bites and they're like it's like white cream and it's like smells kind of weird and you put it on your body or like ice or whatever nothing helps I'm just in like physical pain and like itchiness no I absolutely despise bug bites like that's the worst part about summer just like the insane amount of bugs and the bug bites you get and just like scratching and like I know you're not supposed to scratch them you just like can't help it and it just turns worse but I feel your pain about bug bites yeah, I know. And talking about like worst things about summer, I just feel like I have so many things I don't like about summer and like bug bites is like 
on the top of the list right now, like on the top of the list. I am not happy about that. Um, and then I don't know if there's anything else. I mean, oh, uh, Duani told me that she was doing a lot of reading recently, which I've also been doing. And um, we also have like podcast book club coming up, which I'm so excited about. Um, but to be honest, um, you guys will probably figure this out because I probably will say it like on the recording, but I have not started the book at all. It's Wednesday and recording is on a Friday. I have not started either, which I have to this afternoon. I've just really been like reading, but not the books that I'm supposed to read, but <laughs> I know. Yeah. I'm glad we did okay. reading. I know I feel really bad about it but at the same time I'm like do I feel bad because at night um ever since school ended I've been back on the Netflix game and I've been watching like American Horror Story and while I do American Horror Story I like to play 2048 like I like to minimize the movie screen the Netflix screen and play 2048 like on the other screen and it's really embarrassing but it's my nighttime ritual so I have not been doing as much reading as I wanted to be doing this summer because I set a goal for 50 books this year and I don't know if that's gonna happen anymore I did not go 50 books I put like 20 books and I've read like 12 so far but I just feel like as soon as school starts in September it's um, my reading is gonna slow down because senior year is gonna be really stressful and a lot of stuff to do so I'm just trying to read as much as I can yeah senior year is going to be super stressful um and I'm really excited to just read this summer and just relax a little bit and I really don't know like why people are like oh senior year is so easy because it is hard like especially in the beginning I think it's challenging but yeah I mean okay yeah um okay well I think that's kind of it for ramble unless you have anything else to say Duani I don't yeah. Um, so I think we should just get right into it then with all these stories. So last night I did some research and um, I found all these stories, most of these stories on Reddit, on this thread on Reddit. It's called Am I the A-Hole? Um, and people just submit their stories on there and the community on Reddit deliberate whether this person is the A-Hole in the scenario, like if they're um, if they're in the wrong or if the other person is in the wrong. So I thought it would just be so fun for us to do this on our podcast because Duani and I have very similar opinions on some things and then we disagree on other things. And I feel like it'd be fun to have a little debate on these internet stories. Um, but before we start, I just want to put a little disclaimer that these are just our own opinions. Yes. Um, this is just what we think. Um, everyone's entitled to their own opinion, but we decided we wanted to read these stories and um, deliberate between ourselves and figure out what we think of the situation. So if you guys have something different, um, make sure you tell us uh, whatever it is. But yeah, let's get into it. So the first one is called, um, am I in the wrong for not paying half of my boyfriend's rent and bills? So it starts like this gonna try and be brief here due to the character limit my boyfriend a 26 year old male and I a 24 year old female have been dating for just over two years we've never lived together in September of 2020 my boyfriend took a job in a different city two hours away without asking me for my opinion or even telling me that he applied for it it was his dream job and so not taking it was never an option he said he never asked me to move in with him but even if he had asked I wouldn't have been able to I live in the same town as my parents who are both ill and I wouldn't want to move away while they still need me. My job is also here. The city he's moving to is also nearly twice as expensive to rent in. This obviously caused some friction between us and we nearly broke up over it, but I ultimately agreed to visit him regularly. Since he moved, I've gone to visit him once or twice a month for a week at a time when COVID allows it, and it's not cheap. The train to see him is about $50 each way. We don't live in the U.S., but that's the current the currency conversion rate. So I'm spending about 100 to $200 each month to see him. And I pay half of any grocery shopping we do. I also rent my own apartment back in my hometown. When I visit him, I stay at his apartment where he lives alone and pays around $975 per month in rent. Um, edit because people apparently didn't get this. My job lets me work from home so I can work from his apartment. I don't take two, two weeks off of work every month, LMAO. Okay, that makes sense. 
um, continues, last week he told me that he wants me to start paying half of his bills and half the rent for when I come to stay with him. Edit to clarify, I spend between one to two weeks there. So he's asking, he asked for half the bills and rent to be rent of those periods, not the total month. I told him that I wasn't okay with that for a few reasons. One, he's the one who chose to move to an expensive city without any of my input. I already pay one to $200 on train fares to see him, which he doesn't contribute to. And I have to pay for my own apartment. If I paid half his rent, my cost of living would be higher than his for the situation I didn't choose. He replied that it wasn't fair that his bills increased when I came to visit him because of the water, electricity, and etc. So I told him that my train fare was the equivalent of that and also much more expensive than just my portion of his water. So he knew if he wanted me to pay half the bills, then he would have to pay half my train fare. This apparently wouldn't be fair as he not, he's not the one taking the train, so he shouldn't have to pay. At this point, I told ju I just told him that either he pays half of my train fare, we both move somewhere that isn't stupidly expensive, or I stop visiting. He told me I was being unwilling to compromise and the atmosphere has been frosty ever since. I don't think I'm being unreasonable here, but I've spoken to a few friends about it and the opinion seems pretty split, so I'm putting it on, re putting it on Reddit, uh, putting it to the Reddit hive mind. Okay, so what do we think? I personally think that she should not pay um, the rent at his house for the period that she's staying in because one, um, if you're in like a relationship, you do have like this duty to like tell your partner if you're going to be making like big life decisions. And I think moving two hours away and getting a job is like a big thing. And so not telling your partner that is kind of like his fault. Um, and she's already like paying so much to come visit him and she's paying the rent at her house so I don't think that it's fair for her to pay his rent when he moved away without asking her got the job without asking her and it's not like and it's not like you know you're asking someone to like get the job but you have to talk to make a compromise because you are now in a relationship and you have to make compromises and you have to talk because communication is key and he didn't communicate very well and I, I just don't think it's fair for her to pay when he's moving to this really expensive place and she's taking this plane ticket or sorry she's buying this ticket train ticket to come visit him already spending like 100 200 dollars then paying the rent at her own house um so that's what I think mm. I agree. I, I agree with you on the communication thing. Um, like, as you said, like, I think it is important for people to tell their partners, like, um, like, big life decisions. Like, I don't think that you need to be telling everybody everything, like, like your friends or your family or your boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband, whoever it is, your partner, or whatever. I don't think you need to be telling them every single detail of your life, but really important things, like especially like taking a job and moving two hours away. I think it's important to at least talk about like nobody's saying that you have to make a decision based on that person. Like obviously if it's your dream job, you should take it regardless of what somebody else tells you that they want. Like, you know what I mean? But I feel like it's definitely a conversation that needs to be had, especially for a relationship, because maybe some people don't want you to move two hours away and maybe that could be the end of the relationship because they can't spare you know going two hours away to visit you every single time to see you like that's a huge like kind of break moment so I do think it's kind of his fault for not um really communicating that with his partner but and I also think it's really unfair for him to ask her to like pay for half of the rent at his apartment because she's kind of like a guest in his house. I think that's kind of how I see it. Like if he were to visit her, she wouldn't ask him to pay half of the rent. Like when he stays there, like, oh, my rent is $900 a month. So for every day you stay here, you have to pay like $40, something like that. Like she would not, she wouldn't ask him to do that. So I think it's unfair for him to ask her the same. And then also she does mention that she, rides the train to see him and that also costs money so it's not like she's doing this for free like she's coming out of her own will for one to two weeks riding a bus even though I mean riding a train even though her parents are sick at home so it's not like she's not doing anything she is putting in the work so I think it's really unfair for him to ask her that yeah I definitely agree I don't think she should pay for staying in his house like I think we both come to 
a decision that she shouldn't pay. Um, yeah. yeah. So is she in the wrong? Nope, she's not in the wrong. In this case, I would say the boyfriend's pretty in the wrong here. So the next one is, my daughter has always been extremely smart, but one thing she's always been determined about is she wants to work with dogs. So I always pushed her to become a wet. She was coming around to the idea of it in high school when she came across an article about mental health problems in vets and she said, nope, no way. Instead, she'd done her exams at 16 and applied to do a course on animal care at the local college. During that, she discovered a love for dog grooming, which I told her she would never make good money from. Again, she wouldn't listen to me. After her course finished, she was almost 18 and applied to become a qualified dog groomer at another college. She'd done this and loved it, setting up her own salon a few years later with the help of her dad's home. She quickly grew bored of being bored indoors all day, though, and decided to hire another groomer to keep the salon open in the afternoons while she became a dog walker in the afternoons. Again, as she's so good with dogs, business quickly took off and she ended up hiring a couple dog walkers to walk alongside her. Now it seems she's bored again and she wants to become a dog behaviorist. Her dad said he wants to pay for the qualifications for her as a present. He's so proud of what she's done, but personally, I don't think she's achieved much. She doesn't have a true career and changes her mind every five minutes. I told her she would never have a true career. She works with dogs. So there's no money in it. She seems to think that she can have some sort of big doggy empire where she offers lots of services because things are going well for her at the moment and everyone recommends her locally. She's no plan. She has no plan if it all falls flat on her face. Needless to say, my ex-husband is furious at me for what I said and it's making me wonder if I was an asshole. Hmm. Okay, I don't know if this is just me, but in my opinion, I think the mom is the a-hole in this situation because I think it's kind of rude for her to just kind of assume that her daughter will fail. Like, And also, I think that her daughter is like an adult and she can take care of her own, you know, decisions and it seems like she really has a passion for dogs and I think it's really unfair for her mom to underestimate her and really say that oh you're not going to make it and say things like oh she switches her mind every five minutes because even though even if that is true I feel like it's really discouraging especially from a parent to hear that things like really discouraging things like you're never going to make it or you're not going to make money off of things because honestly, you don't need to make money to be happy. Like as long as like someone is happy and passionate about their career, I think that's what is one of the most important things. Like obviously it would be good for her to make a career and make money, but it's ultimately her decision on what she wants to do. And I think it's kind of rude of the mom to assume that one, she's going to fail and two, that it's not like a good choice when clearly her daughter is passionate about it. I definitely agree. Like I'm that type of person that changes her mind like every five minutes and I always want to do something new and I always get bored really quickly like I don't like growing up like every single year every like sport that I did I got bored and I wanted to do something new um I get I just I'm a person that also gets bored really easily and always wants to do something new and I think that's a good thing it's not necessarily bad like you said her daughter does seem to have a love for dogs and I think her mom is being unfair like she she needs to like figure out by herself what she wants and if she wants to change her mind and do something else she's about to do that you know like people have their lives and if you're bored of something you know you don't want to continue doing that you want to do something that you're proud of something that you have fun doing and if she's not having fun doing what she's doing then she is allowed to change her mind and do something else so her mom saying that you know I don't think my daughter has achieved much. It's kind of unfair and kind of mean and rude. Like her daughter has achieved a lot. You know, she's done this. She's opened her own salon. Um, she gets recommended like locally to everyone, which is also huge. Um, so I think she's achieved quite a bit. And so I definitely agree the mom is in the wrong. And then like, as a personal example, like Duwani and I have a podcast, like obviously, because you're listening to our podcast. Um, but 
we're not like some huge podcast, like, I don't know, name a huge podcast, like crime junkies. We're not this like huge podcast. I know it may seem like um, we have an audience and things like that. And we definitely do. We have like a small audience and um, some people who are very supportive of us. But imagine if our own parents were like, oh, this is stupid. Like, how would that make us feel? You know, like, I'm so glad that our parents have been very supportive of, you know, our activities and hobbies. And although this is not like a, a career for us, it is is like sort of like our part-time job so it would be very discouraging if someone in my family said that to me right yeah definitely like you want your parents to be supportive of what you do and like just support you along like whatever you choose to do exactly so what do we think the mom is the in the wrong definitely I do think the mom is in the wrong okay time for the next story let's see Okay. This one is says, am I in the wrong for refusing to wear a bra when there are guests over? Pretty much the title. I, a, okay, it says, okay, I am, um, I am under 18 years. I'm an under 18. I'm under, sorry, I cannot speak. I am under 18 years old and was approached by my mom this morning. And she asked me to wear a bra since my dad was going to have guests over soon. She said that it was basic decency and it's like having a boy having a boy over not wearing a shirt when guests are over the thing that really irks me is that a couple weeks ago when we had dinner guests my mom said I didn't have to because the guest was gay I only have a couple bras and they don't fit because they're from my mom we butted heads and I just said that I wouldn't make myself seen be seen at all which she was pissed at but but just left so reddit am I in the wrong I don't think she's in the wrong. Like, if she doesn't have to wear a bra around her um, gay friends, then she doesn't have to wear it around her straight friends either. And I think that should be a conversation for the people that come over to not sexualize men mm. and to not sexualize women because, um, you know, if men are allowed to not, if men are allowed to, you know, not wear anything under their shirts, and so should women. Like, it's body parts. I mean, we're, we all have them, and I I don't think she should have to wear a bra if it's not her fault. Like, it's the people that come over, and it's the it's them that are sexualizing her, and it's the dad. I'm sorry, let me start over. Um, so I don't think that she's in the wrong because she's doing nothing wrong. Um, she is allowed to you know choose what to wear, and it's not like you know she's walking around naked. It's just that she doesn't have comfortable bras and doesn't want to wear them, and I just think it's strange that if she's not allowed to wear one in front of a gay friend, then not allowed, sorry. If she doesn't want to wear one around a gay friend and she has to around her straight friends, that's just kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't think she's in the wrong for not wanting to wear one. Yeah, I also think it's super like derogative and really offensive that her mom said that she doesn't have to wear one around her gay friend. Like, what's what what's the difference? It's a body part. It's up to other people to not sexualize this under 18. May I point out she's a minor. Um not sexualized and this is her dad's friends too like it's up to them to see women as to respect women not just women but everybody to respect everyone enough not to sexualize them when they're eating dinner like they're you're sitting down for like I don't know what like some food like you're eating dinner like who's there to stare at somebody else's boobs like when I'm eating dinner, I'm not staring at other people's body parts and being like, ooh, that looks so good or whatever. Like you know what I mean? Like, is that, isn't that so weird? I, so I think it's so weird that the mom thinks that she needs to wear a bra for like decency. And like, I definitely think think in that in our society, people um, have tried to say that, oh, you need to wear a bra. It's like, it's like underwear and it is underwear. Um, And I do think that, you know, you know, I think that it is like underwear and things like that, but I don't think that people need to wear it. Like women need to wear it. Um, you know, because I think it's a personal choice because um, there is no reason for women to wear bras other than like personal choice. And like, you know, if they're like wanting to exercise, it basically just personal choice, you know, because um, it's there to like, if you want some protection or you want some, you know, lifting or things like that. And like, it's really not for 
other people. And it's, you know, like it's not for other people and it's not for other people to tell you like whether you should wear it or not. Like it's a clothing garment. And again, like Dewani said, it's like up to people not to sexualize you, um, especially if you're a minor. And like, even if you're not a minor, I think that is super weird. And so I definitely think the mom is in the wrong. And I think that she's being very rude um, too. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, as like a woman, you should be aware that we have a choice to what we want to wear and that if the other people are sexualizing your own daughter, that it's not your daughter's fault, but the people that you're inviting over. So I agree. Um, the mom is definitely the wrong for this one. Um, so the next story is, am I wrong for not wanting to spend $2,000 to go to my sister's wedding? I love my sister more than anything, but she lives out of state and I am poor. In January, she asked me to be her maid of honor. I told her that I would not be able to afford it. She said, that's okay, she'll pay for everything, including for my family because the kids will be part of the wedding. So I agreed. Now, six months later, her wedding is becoming increasingly expensive. She's asking me to pay $2,000 to attend. Uh, that includes covering flights, meals, hotels, clothes, etc. I sent her a letter telling her I love her and I'm sorry, but I just can't afford it. For reference, I didn't even spend $2,000 on my own wedding, and this is just to attend hers. I gave her a dollar limit I can spend, which isn't very much because I thought it was important to spend a bath. Sorry. I gave her a dollar limit I can spend, which isn't very much because I felt it was important to set a boundary as the costs were starting to skyrocket. She said she cannot pay for us, which is fine. I am okay with that. I'm happy to watch it virtually as it looks like she will be having that as an option. But she really seems mad at me for it. Like she went through a bunch of effort playing the bridal party and the covers. She really wants me to be by her side and it's making me selfish for not wanting to spend two grand to attend. I can feel this tension between us right now and I'm starting to wonder if I'm the a-hole. We have run the cost we just need to attend and not only is it still not affordable, my kids who have been wanting to meet their baby cousin for over a year now will undoubtedly pester me and whine and complain for months after because they didn't get to go and that is a lot for me to deal with. I'm so frustrated and I really don't know what to do. She keeps trying to get my mom to help with her cost and it pisses me off. She's even asking as a mom recently lost her job due to her disability. Mm. I think this is a really hard one because it's like with family and I know that um, when my sister gets married, like I want to be there, you know, because it's my family. But I don't think that this person is in the wrong because they just can't afford it. And that's not like an opinion. That's not like something that they can change really, you know, like unless miraculously someone gives them $2,000, like, and it sounds like this person also has like kids and family to like take care of. Like, and I understand that weddings are a huge part of a lot of people's lives, but in my opinion, it's such like a weddings are so expensive. And I feel like that's not the most important part. I think the most important part is just, you know, being there with people you love and celebrating your love and getting like the married part, I think. And so I really don't think that this person is in the wrong because they just can't afford it. And her sister kind of chose to have an expensive wedding. And I think that, you know, when your family, you kind of know everybody else's like economic status. And so she knows that her sister can't pay for this. And so I don't think that she should expect her you know to pay for this like I know it's upsetting when someone can't afford something or can't come somewhere like I totally get her sister's opinion I just don't think it's right for her to be mad at her sister for not being able to afford it because that's not something she can really change yes I definitely agree um I don't think she's in the wrong um she just can't afford it and you have to realize that some people just can't afford certain things and you can't get mad over that um, and, you know, she told her sister that she couldn't afford it and she gave her a limit and it was as much as she could go. And her sister also said in the beginning that she would pay for it, but then she changed her mind and said she would not pay for it. And so you just have to realize that some people just have certain boundaries some people just have limits and you have to be okay with that. And her sister being mad, I get why she would be mad, but I don't think it's reasonable for her to be that mad when her sister told her that I'm poor and I can't attend because it is so expensive for me and because I have kids to take care of she has kids she has a whole family to take care of it's not as if she can just you know take that 2000 and just spend it she has mm -hmm. to really deliberate on it and she decided she can't go and especially when your family 
I feel like you have to be understanding of your family's problems and what your family is going through. So you have to make it affordable, accommodable for her to come. And so I don't think she's in the wrong for not being able to go. She just simply can't afford it. And I'm sure she would love to go if she could. It's not as if like she doesn't want to go. She wants to. It's just she just can't afford it. A hundred percent agree with you. It's it's not like, oh, she doesn't want to go to the wedding out of spite. It's like she physically cannot. Like she can't afford it. It's a fact. She can't afford it. Um, so I think that in this situation, unfortunately, I think that the sister is in the wrong. And you know, I do understand the sister. Like I understand that she's like upset that her sister can't attend, but I don't think you should expect anyone to pay for anything, especially when you know they cannot afford it. Um, or they tell you they can't afford it. Um so yeah, let's see. And next one, let's see. Okay. It says, am I in the wrong for refusing to bring food to dinner or clean? And it reads, so I'm used to, if you invite over and host people at your house for dinner, you provide the food and do the cleanup. I always do that when I host. I rarely ever go to my cousin's house, but she always comes to mine for dinner. This time she invited us along with a few others in the family over for dinner. She called earlier that day asking all all of us to bring food over and she didn't plan what to cook and needed us to provide whatever we could and started requesting specific dishes. I told her I didn't really have many ingredients and I don't know if I have time either, but she insisted I bring something. I offered to bring something easy and small, but she said she didn't want that and she wanted me to make several dishes. I told her there's no way I'm spending a bunch of time and ingredients making food to bring last minute. We argued back and forth about it for a minute and she ended it all huffy saying, I guess I didn't care about helping out my family before hanging up. She also made comments the whole time that we whole time we were there about me not contributing anyways it's me and my two young children who went they both are they're both at the age where i still have to keep an eye on them to make sure that they don't they don't get into anything and they both randomly get fussy or start getting into stuff so i have to settle them down the baby started to get tired and started crying and the older one started to get restless and trying to get into stuff so i sat down with them to try and entertain them and get them settled down while I was busy with them she started yelling at me to come clean off their table and do the dishes I told her I'm busy right now and that I already cleaned up our messes anyways she said that she's not talking about my mess she needs me to clean up for her keep in mind she wasn't doing anything but sitting around and talking and didn't provide hardly any food so it's not like she was busy or put in a ton of work and needed a break most of the dishes were ones in the sink before most of the dishes were ones in the sink before we even got there. I told her she she's going to have to do the cleaning herself. I am busy. She started yelling at me for how rude I was and I didn't even bring food and how I won't clean. I told her to ask someone else to clean if she's incapable of doing it herself. And, and I offered to bring something small, but she didn't want anything that was offered. So that's her own fault. We argued some more and she ended up saying that if I'm not going to participate in helping out, I can just leave. So I took the kids and left. Of course, she thinks I'm a huge a-hole now, but a few other people said I could have just had the kids play in the kitchen with me while I cleaned and I should have brought a small dish even if they said they didn't want it. I don't think I'm invited to dinner. I I don't think that if I'm invited to dinner, I should be expected to bring food last minute and shouldn't have had to clean, especially when I was clearly busy and they weren't. But I don't know now. Am I the asshole? Um, I don't think she is because it's, I don't know, it's just like the kind of like expected rule that if you're hosting, you're also the one that has to clean. And it's always been like that wherever I've gone. But like everywhere I do go, the guests like always try to like help. Like it's not required, but you know, it's polite right. help. But I don't think she's in the wrong. She had two kids that she had to watch over. And and if you have kids, you probably know how much of a hassle it is to keep an eye on them to make sure they don't break things, get into things. And she was also invited last minute and had offered to bring food, but the other girl didn't want any of the food. And let and she also had mentioned that the dishes were there before the host barely cooked any food. So I don't think she's in the wrong for not wanting to clean or help. Like if I was at someone's house and they had expected me to like clean I would just look at it as rude because it's just like I don't know how to explain it. it's just like the standard rule that if you're hosting you're also the one that's cleaning and it and it's just considered polite to like ask to help and then you know if they 
if they say yes, if you could help me, you help. And, and that's fine. Like I've done that at other people's houses where they invite you and, you know, you ask, oh, do you need any help? And sometimes they'll say no, sometimes they'll say yes. And it doesn't really matter, but you can't expect someone to mm. clean if you're inviting them to your house. It's your duty. You invited them and it's your house. So mm. I definitely don't think that she's in the wrong for not wanting to help clean. Yeah, the only thing that I think is a bit tricky here is the food situation. Um, I don't think that she's exactly in the wrong for the food situation because I do think that the cousin should have made it more explicit instead of making it a last minute effort um, and being rude about like what food she was supposed to bring and everything. But I do think that when you go over to someone's house, you should as like a thank you for letting for them inviting you over. I do think that you should bring something. Maybe if they're cooking dinner, you should bring dessert or, and again, this is not expected. Like, it's not like you have to do this. I think it's just like, I don't know, Duane, you've been to dinner parties, right? I think it's just kind of like appropriate or nice to bring something. Yeah, I've always been like wine, flowers, mm, dessert, yeah. something. Yeah, just something nice just to say, oh, thank you for inviting me. And again, it's not like you, it's not required. So I don't think that this person is in the wrong. And I also like to point out the fact that she had like two children with her who sound like they were like breaking into things and making a mess. And it just sounds like her cousin was being kind of rude. Like, I mean, if that was my cousin, I would definitely be a lot nicer. Like, I understand she has two kids, you know, she didn't have time, you know, and I made this last minute, like, I wouldn't be so rude. Like, I understand where her cousin's coming from, like, I understand the frustration. But I just think it's rude for her to assume that people were going to clean up after her mess. Like, I agree with Dewani, like, when you have people over, you should clean up because that's your house and your dishes and your stuff. And they're your guests. So you should treat them like a guest in your house. And then, you know, if they want to bring you something that's really nice and thoughtful of them, if they don't bring anything that's not rude at all, like that's their choice. Again, like I think most people do it like to be complimentary, but you don't have to. And then if they offer to clean, like that's really nice. But if they don't, don't expect people to like clean up after you. Um, and like, it's different than like, I don't know if her cousin is like used to like home rules where like, I know like in, in my house, especially like if someone cooks, then the other person cleans like, but that's like in your own house. It's not like a guest. So I just think that her cousin's being super rude. Yeah. And also like they're cousins and I don't know how it works in other people's families, but um, I have cousins that live here and when I go to their house for dinner, like it's because we're family and like, we don't bring it. Like it'll just be like, Oh, okay. So, you know, we have like, cousins and you know we want to hang out with them and so we'll end up like staying there and eating dinner so it's not like we're expected to bring anything and when they come over to our house they're not like we'll be like oh can you bring this ingredient or oh can you bring this thing like that so I, I just feel like it works different for cousins especially like at my in like my family like with cousins we don't have like these rules or anything like that everyone cooks everyone cleans or you're not like expected to bring anything and it's not like considered bad because you're, you're literally family. So it might work different than other people's families, but especially like when you're at someone's house who is not like a cousin or not related to you, um, you just have to, like, you should not be expected to clean. You should offer because it's polite, but you should not like be expected to like clean because it's not your house. And as a host, you should not make your guests clean. Mm -hmm. Anyways, I don't think she's in the wrong. So the next one is, am I the a-hole for announcing that my dad's not paying for my college tuition? My aunt and uncle are paying for my cousin's college. My dad had a college fund for me, but he had stipulations like he wanted nothing below B for grades and to pre-approve any class I took, weekly meetings to discuss grades and a bunch of other stuff, which would be fine if you have a normal dad. Mine isn't. My dad has a temper and I spent six to 12th grade stressed out about grades and being screamed at or grinded over things that weren't even my fault, like a teacher not updating online grading and assignment being marked missing because of it. And getting my backpack and walker randomly searched by him for no reason besides to make sure that I'm not hiding anything. I decided to pay for school myself because of one, not being stressed over getting screamed at, and two, I didn't feel like constantly worrying that he disapproved of class or grade and decided not to pay, which I could totally see him doing. I'd rather be in debt than controlled for four years. I just finished my first year. Well, my family got together on the fourth and well, sometimes they're nosy. They're talking about my cousin's school and my uncle looked at my dad and said, well, how much is my name school costing you? I said, what are you asking him for? I'm the one paying for it. Later on my, 
Later, my dad was pissed off and said that it was out of line to say that and I was embarrassing him. I didn't do it to embarrass him. I was just being honest. He doesn't even know how much tuition is, so he was the wrong person to ask. Hmm. I do not think that this person is in the wrong. Um, Because I think her... Because I, I, cause her uncle asked, like, how much is it? And obviously her dad doesn't know because her dad doesn't pay for it. Um, I understand where her dad is coming from because it can be embarrassing to talk about, like, money things with family or friends or something like that. And it is kind of considered rude to, like, bring that up or whatever. But I don't think that this person is in the wrong because she's just telling the truth. Like, she's the one who pays for it. He doesn't pay for it. And I don't think that she was trying to be, like, snarky or rude or anything by saying, oh, he doesn't pay for it. You know, like, you know what I mean? I think that she's just being honest. And I feel like, if that was the situation that's happening with my family, I'd be honest too. I'd be like, yeah, I pay for it. I'm sorry, but they don't know um, because they wouldn't know if I paid for it. Not saying that that's the truth or anything. I'm just giving an example. Um, and so I don't think that she is in the wrong for that. And um, I'm, yeah, I don't think that she's in the wrong for that. I don't think she's in the wrong either. Like I know a lot of students can relate to feeling the stress from parents about schools and um, just, you know, parents being controlling about your grades, stressing you out. I'm sure a lot of us have felt that before. And, you know, um, it seems like her parent was, her dad was like extra strict. And so, you know, it just seemed better for her to um, be financially free of him and to like pay for it herself rather than to have her dad control her and her grades and her classes for four more years. So it was a decision that she took that, you know, she felt that she was happy with. And, you know, if she's proud of paying it for herself, that should be no embarrassment. And I honestly don't know why that would be embarrassing, you know, if someone took the initiative to pay for college themselves. And there's nothing wrong if someone pays for college, but, you know, I feel like it should be looked at as like a proud thing that, you know, someone, she's paying for college by herself. And um, I, I don't think that she's in the wrong. I don't see it as an embarrassing thing. And, um, you know, she wants to just be happy and free of her, like her controlling dad. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of us um, have felt before. So um, I don't see how she's in the wrong for that. Yeah. And then also it's not her job to like make her dad proud of her, her or make her dad like feel better about himself. Like he didn't treat her well during her school years, she's paying for her own tuition. It's not her job to police his feelings or like, you know, say things, step step over his feelings just so that he can, she can make him feel better. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry that that hurt your feelings, her dad, but like, like that, she wasn't trying to hurt your feelings. And it's like, Dwayne said, it's nothing embarrassing. Like it might be embarrassing to you, but it's not embarrassing to her. And it's important to her that she lets everybody know the truth. So it's kind of weird. And I think it's also weird. If we talk about how her dad, like got mad that she said the truth, like what's so wrong with the truth? Like the truth is that your daughter's paying for her own tuition because you're being controlling. And she didn't even say the controlling part. I'm sure everybody in the family already knows it probably, um, but she didn't even say that. So I don't understand why he would get so mad about that because it's not like, it's, what are they like trying to hide, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree. Okay, the next one is say, says, am I in the wrong for ratting out my assistant slash colleague and getting her fired to save my own job? It says, I know how it sounds, but please read before you judge. I, uh, I am a 30, 30 year old male working at my current employer for three years. Last year, March, 2020, I received a promotion to project manager. In the beginning, everything went well, but in the last month I've been getting more and more negative feedback. I did not understand what was going on or why people were becoming so negative about me. I was losing clients and several colleagues were really upset with me. I was at a loss. I started talking to my manager and my department head about following courses, getting monthly feedback to perform better. I just wanted to live up to the promotion I received. I felt like I was failing. Then a friend slash colleague, a 27 year old female of mine came to me angry and demanded I apologize for what I said. I was really confused and asked her why she was so upset with me. She explained she received an email where I was basically blaming her for the issues that I was dealing with. This was an email a client forwarded her. I was at a loss and explained I never sent an email like that and if she could show me. 
She did, and it had my name, my son address, and everything seemed like it was for me, but I never send it. Then it clicked with me. My assistant, a 39-year-old female, has access to my email and has the ability to send as me. She also is the only one that has these rights. I was flabbergasted, and so much started to make sense. She was next in line for my job and did not see, see, receive the promotion. I did. I checked all, all her sent mail on her PC while she was out for lunch and saw a dozen of emails sent as if it were me. An email still open on her screen showed my email address and a written message to clients with misinformation, passive aggressiveness, and straight up lies. These were sent under my name. I've made screenshots and sent them myself, sent them to myself, then went to my manager and the head of the department. They were pissed. She was fired that same day. I was relieved and all my colleagues were informed. I thought I was completely in the right here, but some people at work are complaining that I violated company policy for snooping on her PC and violating her privacy. My boss and direct colleagues have my back, but people that knew her, she has worked there since 2011 and I have only been there since 2018, say I went too far. Apparently, she is a single mother with two kids and needed this job. I also need this job and she was more than willing to sacrifice me for her benefit. I don't see how I could be in the wrong for defending myself. Maybe I'm just too close to the situation to see it. Did I get too far by going on her PC? Um, I feel like this is like a little bit complicated, but I don't think that he was wrong for defending himself. She was trying to screw over his career and get him fired and you know, to like live in this world, you need an income, you need money. And if people are trying to screw you over for something that you didn't do, yeah, of course, you would stand up for yourself. You would want to keep your job and, you know, call out people on their lies. Um, the thing about like snooping on her computer part is um, something that I don't know um, because people have the right to their privacy. So I... I feel like on that part, he should have taken a different route because that's like violating her privacy even if she did something wrong. I mean, like I said, he has the right to defend himself and stand up for himself, but I think he should have talked to her before snooping through her computer um, or have like taken it up with someone who's higher than him, um, HR, whatever, talk to them about it um, because that's like a clear violation of privacy and everyone deserves the right to privacy. So that's like the one thing I don't agree on, the snooping part, but I do agree that he had every right to stand up for himself. And I know even if she is a single mother of two, you can't try to screw people of their careers and of their jobs. That's not the right thing to do. Yeah, I think this one's hard, especially because of the whole privacy thing. But the more I thought about it, like, I think that her privacy was revoked from the second that she invaded his privacy, because his emails, like, I know that she had access to his emails, but that's his personal email address with his name and his clients and his reputation. And she invaded his privacy in that sense, like he she tried to ruin his career, like, he could have like, he could have gotten into some like legal trouble with people, especially if she was sending these pretty nasty and crude emails under his name. And so I do think that he has the right to defend himself. And I don't think that she really like she really access her privacy, like especially if he was just passing by her desk and she he saw that these emails were on the screen, like she's the one who left her desk with this open thing not saying that that's okay i'm just saying that i think her her right to privacy was revoked the second that she re she like went in and invaded his privacy um you know and i think this is like a really horrible situation because obviously um she probably was doing it because she wanted to support her family but that's like not the way to get a promotion or to get more money like sabotaging someone never really works and you know if she knew that she needed to provide for her family then she wouldn't be doing risky situations like this like obviously someone was going to figure out what was happening in the end like I don't think that someone would be clueless forever what was happening to their email um and so I don't think that I think that she should have made a better lapse in judgment especially if she was caring for a young family as a single mom mother um yeah yeah I definitely agree with what you said about you know how she violated his privacy first um it's just like a whole messy situation something that she should have never done in the first place you never go into someone else's stuff and do the kinds of things that she did um so anyways the next one is am I the a-hole for pointing out to my cousin how stupid her new dog's name is this sounds silly as hell but she just bit my head off I didn't think I was being an a-hole, but she sure seems to. 
I have a cousin, 45-year-old female, who is a little flaky and has always had an affinity for overcomplicated spellings of normal names. If you know the type, you know what I'm talking about. Giving their kids names like Stephanie, spelled S-T-E-F-A-N-E-E, um, Michaela, spelled um, M-Y-K-A-I-G-H-L-A-H, um, stuff like that. Whatever to each their own doesn't affect me. I've never said boo about what she named her kids and has always done my best to spell them correctly on birthday cards. A couple years, a couple hours ago, she hit me up on Messenger to show me pics of her new dog. Great, right? Dog is cute and I tell her as much. Then she drops the name on me pronounced Cody, like C-O-D-Y or K-O-D-Y. Oh, but of course it isn't spelled that way. She had to put her twist on it to make it special. She's spelling it C-H-O-D-E. Oh. I feel like that would be pronounced like chode. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Yep. I might be 42 now, but I was once a potty brain teenager and I know what a chode is. After I got my laughter under control, I messaged her back and told her to look up chode on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> While waiting for a reply, I checked her Facebook page and sure enough, she'd already posted a dog's pics with the chosen name. It had a healthy amount of laugh reacts, but nobody had commented yet. I sent her screenshots of some of the funnier Urban Dictionary definitions. She flipped out and sent me a few nasty messages about how immature I am. I guess I could I guess I could have been more mature about it, but come on. She named her dog Chode. I didn't think it was that serious. She only had the dog two days now, so it's not like he knows his name. And she's usually the type to laugh at a dirty joke, but not this time, I guess. So do I owe her an apology or should I just laugh it off and wait for her to cool down? <laughs> I think this is like really, really funny. Um Honestly, I don't think you're in the wrong here. Like, you try to tell her that it was an inappropriate, you know, name for something else, a euphemism, right? You try to tell her. And it's her fault for not taking it correctly. Like, obviously, you're not trying to say, oh, look what you did. You're not making fun of her. You're just saying, hey, I think it's kind of funny that you accidentally named your dog this euphemism. And I think that she could have taken it a lot better. And she chose to kind of spell this dog's name in a weird way. And I feel like before you name anything, before you make decisions, I feel like you should always do your research. And if she did her research, she would know that this had a kind of inappropriate, you know, um, aura. Yeah, and like, I know what like chode means and so if like you know I feel like he's saving her friend or um whoever it was her cousin from like the embarrassment because if people know what it means like they would laugh like who would name their dog that so I just feel like she's saving her cousin from that embarrassment and um you know like if you wanted it to be Cody could you spell it normally like c-h-o-d already means something else and it does not it does not it's not pronounced Cody and she's just like saving you the embarrassment of what it means so I don't necessarily think it's that wrong to like inform her cousin like oh look mm. this is what you named your dog and like lots of people probably know what it means and they're gonna laugh at you for naming your dog that and if you and if someone ever read your dog's name no one would pronounce it Cody they would pronounce it Chode or whatever mm. Agree, agree. Um, yeah, um, we had so much fun reading these stories, Duani. I think we had fun, right? Yes, these were definitely funny. Yeah, and I could go on for hours, like deliberating whether someone was in the wrong or someone was in the right and all these stuff. And I did so much research last night and it was so fun. Um, but again, this was a topic um, episode that was voted on by you guys. So if you like to take part in voting on future episode topics when we do post about it, playing fun games, seeing updates in our lives and receiving the most updated information on this podcast, make sure to go follow us on Instagram at Even the Little Things Podcast. We also have a website, so make sure you check that out as well. Yeah, and if you want to show support for our podcast and show us that you really like this podcast, make sure to go subscribe on whatever listening platform you're listening to. If you're on Spotify, hit the follow. If you're on Apple, make sure to subscribe. Our podcast is dedicated to sharing advice, mistakes, confessionals, and giving you peace of mind on all things impacting teens today. Because it's not just you worrying about even the little things, it's us too. We hope you'll join us next time. Bye.